This is episode 7 of Unraveled Ideas, the podcast. Yep, you heard me right. I said 7, as in everything on this episode is M. Today we'll chat about Microsoft, Medium, mobile publishing, and my new Michigan State license plate. Are you ready? You better be, because my name's Pat, and you hit play. What proves to us is that people don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Because I'm always about depth versus width. Depth versus width. You communicate an idea in a way that resonates, change will happen, and you can change the world. Let's start with Medium. Wednesday night, Medium had a keynote and immediately had a new version of their app in my hand. If you're not familiar with what Medium is, you should be. Even if you don't write, as I in fact have never written anything on Medium, in fact that's going to be changing shortly, um, even if you don't write, it's still a great app. In short, it's a writing platform, part social network and part blogging tool. In my opinion, they offer one of the best user interfaces for writing those Medium to long post, uh, long form content on the web. Uh, with these changes to the app, I think they picked it up a notch from the writer's perspective, but also uh, from the reader's perspective. So there were changes to the writing tool and the typefaces, but like I said, the, the update that I'm most excited about here is their interaction layer. So now if you have the app open as you're reading, you can immediately highlight text and respond directly to that part of a post. Um, Medium's calling this quote responses. And now the author can see your thoughts on a specific part of their post or a quote basically that you pull out and say, I like this, notify the author. And your followers can also see your quote that you highlighted and commented on and jump in the conversation. What Medium is focusing on here is adding context to the comments and creating a better living document. So goodbye to the threaded comment hell that you get lost in and hello to some contextual awesomeness. One other note is that they added syncing between the web versions and the app versions of the platform. So as you're writing, if you're writing, as you write, it syncs and you can pick up on different devices. So let's say I'm typing on my computer and then I hop off, sit and waiting for a meeting somewhere, I can jump back into the post and immediately start pick up where I left off on my computer. Overall, I would say that's a pretty good work and it's definitely got me going, I need to be on this platform because the app is so great for reading and um, the app is great for writing as well. Um, speaking of apps on the web, I'm pretty excited to see the AMP project that's aimed at instant loading articles across the web. This, in my opinion, is huge for mobile. See, I got my M in there. Um, so AMP stands for Accelerated Mobile Pages. And this is, I believe I mentioned it back a couple episodes. This is Google's answer to the Facebook Instant Article or Apple's newsstand. And it has um, publishers such as BuzzFeed and Vox already on board. And here's where it's different. And, and this is big in a number of ways for, in my mind. But it's a technical standard, not a boxed in app or platform. AMP is HTML, a stripped down version with limitations on tags and most specifically JavaScript implementation. Um, so it's, but it's going to be open for any publisher or any, uh, content management system developer to dive in and utilize. So it's still locked right now, but as soon it's going to be open to play with and publish with, and it's good stuff and a good answer to those walled gardens out there. Like I said, like the instant articles or the newsstand, because again, any CMS publisher will be able to generate AMP content through their platform. Advertising platforms will be able to adapt their ad serving to fit within those specifications. Subscriptions and paywalls should be supported. Publishers will still be able to integrate analytics and get their magic SEO rank juice um, from Google as well. And most importantly, we finally have progress in improving the speed at which mobile web and, and websites, native web applications, are loading. Um, I fully expect Google to use this as a factor in ranking once it rolls out and goes forward. So as a business, pay attention. You need to pay attention for a couple of reasons. 
If you're using a bigger CMS, uh, WordPress, Drupal, somewhere along those lines, my guess is that's probably going to be implemented and integrated into that relatively quickly or relatively soon after the um, specifications open up. And again, all of this is based on the assumption that uh, AMP's going to find some widespread usage, but based with the names that are behind it and how large of a problem slow websites, especially in mobile, are, uh, it seems like there's going to be big enough names behind it. It's going to ensure some level of success. So if you're not that large company or using one of those big uh, publishing platforms, well, pay attention to how this can affect your SEO because I can see this as being a great entry into the content game. If, and these are definitely ifs, you start producing content and get your content amped early on, you may very well be able to see, and when I say early on, uh, before your competitors do, you may very well be able to see this as a competitive advantage or use this as a competitive advantage in your SEO game compared to your slower competitors. I'll be a, definitely paying attention to Amped and try to keep you updated on it. Finally, my third thing is Microsoft. They had a good week. I mean, very, very good week. They held a press event and a product launch on Tuesday morning and announced the Surface Pro 4, the Surface Book, a new version of the Microsoft Band, and two Lumia phones. First, I'm going to go a little nerdy and say, what the what? This They liquid-cooled their phones. I'll say it again. They have liquid-cooled their two new phones. Now my nerdiness is done. Um, so the cool thing, really, from a, a standard user sort of standpoint is these phones have what Microsoft is calling Continuum. So when you plug your phone into a little dock, at which has a monitor and keyboard connected to it, it pulls up a desktop-like version of, of your phone. It's extremely Windows 10 looking. Uh, it allows you to get into your Microsoft Office, your email, all of that, and continue in a, a manner that you're familiar with versus just the mobile side. So I can see someone like uh, my wife, my parents, being able to replace um, my wife, in this case, her Surface with just this phone. Uh, my parents could use this as just their computer and then their phone as well. The only problem is, and this is going to be a big one, is my wife's using an iPhone right now. So she's not going to switch. There will be probably a lot of people, especially in places where the phone is their primary or maybe even only device, that could see this as useful. Um, but going back to that, she's on a different platform. The question is, will they sell? I don't know. It's going to be hard. That app gap, the difference between Microsoft's uh, what Microsoft has in terms of its app store compared to what Google and Apple have in their app stores is a massive gap. And it's a massive factor in terms of what you're going to buy. Another fa massive factor is creating the buzz and critical acclaim for the hardware that Microsoft had at this event. Um, in the past, these phones have come out, like I've got the Lumia 1020 that I used to use, 40 megapixel camera on it, still didn't sell that great. So will they sell? I don't know. The buzz factor here, and this is what I'm pretty excited about. Microsoft did well in this case for the event. Since the Surface Pro 2 came out, they've been well received, the Surfaces. The sales have been going up uh, year over year, and the customer satisfaction is high, but they haven't been able to crack that Apple level of acclaim. And from this last event, I feel like they've had that almost crazy reality distortion field going on. Again, not quite Apple level, um, but with the announcement of that Surface book, Microsoft may have achieved their one more thing moment. So they demoed the whole laptop and then they kind of did a one more thing, poop popped off the screen and boom, there's a, uh, a tablet going. And the way that they did it had the crowd standing, everyone was cheering. The other part of that though is the tech blogs, the tech media, the reviews on it after the initial look are extremely, extremely well. And um, the initial response from, like I said, both the crowd and the tech blogs seem to agree it's beautiful and valid competitor. And they 
got behind this little crazy snake hinge. Uh, basically, the way that's hinged is not a typical laptop because what they did is they put the processors in the screen so it could be the tablet. They put the GPU or the graphics processing unit in the keyboard. Um, and what it means for that particular device, the Surface Book, is that it's a high-end laptop with premium design and a bit of momentum. Make no mistake, they still need to... Uh, they've got a long ways to go again in terms of the apps on the phone side and reception compared to Apple in terms of quality, especially for that creative, for the creative person. Um, but I'm, I'm very impressed with their showing, not just from the technical side, but from their recent ability to kind of control the conversation about their brand. They did this by putting a, out a pretty good OS in Windows 10, uh, and then they dropped some drill-worthy hardware. And this is the first time in, since, yeah, the first time that I can actually remember that people like a Nilay Patel on The Verge have said things like, it may have been the best device event of the year. I've never seen something with so high energy. Is it Microsoft's new hardware or OS? Maybe, but it's a focal switch by Microsoft, a switch that's made possible by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella that has made this sort of buzz happening. So I was watching an interview with him right after the launch event, and he was talking about removing the typical metrics such as revenue and um profitability from the equation in terms of measuring the success and what he said about learning to be CEO or the change in him being a CEO is the job of the CEO is curating the culture that makes excellence happen and this to me is a fundamental switch in how Microsoft views themselves as a company and as a brand they've put that sense of purpose and focus on purpose in front of profitability and just driving uh, software out there and the number of devices that are sold uh, by their OEM partners. And that's a big, in my mind, a big switch to put the focus on doing things that engage the consumer and create a culture of excellence to keep moving forward versus what can we do in the next you know, six to 18 months to just ship product because we want our bottom line or profit or revenue to be up for the next earnings call. Since we're talking about brand conversations and control, and since for some reason I've slowly been turning into this Microsoft fanboy, I've kind of been thinking about how we as consumers represent a brand, what we mean as brand ambassadors, what weight we have, what does it mean for both myself if I start carrying a Surface instead of my MacBook Pro, and what does it mean for Microsoft and Apple? Am I the type of person Microsoft wants other people to see carrying a Surface Pro around? To put it another way, I'm a driver that's hyper-focused on maintaining the safety of the inhabitants of my vehicle. Not an old man driver. My goal? To get there to the destination safely and with a normal blood pressure level. Some people aren't. They're asshat drivers everywhere. Some of these drivers have big block M's on their license plate here in Michigan. Some of them also have Spartan helmets or big block S's on them. Some of them have Central Michigan, Western Michigan, GVC, or any other number of school license plates. I had to get a new plate on my car and started thinking, Wow, now I represent my alma mater more. Now I'm even more horribly aware of how I'm driving. It's not like one Spartan driver going around driving like an ass is going to change the perception of how people look at my school. But if everyone of a certain group, if all of the Spartan drivers out there, or all the University of Michigan drivers out there did that and gave off the same vibe, perceptions would change. It would have an effect. And this is why it's so important for companies to try and set tone and culture. You can't dictate that with words, you need to show it by example. You need to show it with your products, your customer service, and then eventually you hope that you've led enough by example and been true enough and had a singular message enough so that you built up a team of fanboys and girls, a tribe to put it in golden speak. 
So my piece of advice for you today, my closing thought, is that if you're a company that doesn't have a core, a mission, a reason for existence other than to schlep goods, go find one. Find a reason. Find a mission. Find a voice to speak that mission in. Stop just putting stuff out there. Well, don't stop, but pause and make it a priority to bring all of your efforts in line with each other and get them all speaking in the same jargon and tone as much as you can and get a group of people to do that. Don't make it so rehearsed that it's obvious because that won't work, but find a truly common ground that everyone can get on board with and then find more people who speak that tongue and agree with what you're saying and get them to come on board with you and your company and start building a tribe. All of your materials, all of your products, all of your social media voice, your website, your content, and your product. Put it together, make it honest, true, and singular, and then start pumping it out to people who you think will buy in. Go build that tribe today. Have a great day and a great week. As always, I'm Pat. You can find me at patunraveledideas.com or Unraveled Ideas on Twitter.